0: This episode of Channel Mind News is for information only. Please do your own research before making any investment decision or alternatively seek advice from a registered financial advisor. Second and little. Copy, shoot, Bob. Okay, I got a radio check. Yeah, radio's working fine. Yeah, copy your that, Bill. Yeah, copy, mate. A in the pit bag. Yeah, stitch her up, man. Thanks, mate. Yeah, righto, copy that. Righto, g'day ladies and gents, Matty Michael here for another episode of Life of Mine, bit of a Channel My News modification alternative today. The news is a bit quiet at the moment, nothing too much jumping out, so I thought I'd do a bit of a, oh, a bit of an investment strategy, buying shares in the mining industry, the risky ways, the safe ways, the boring ways, the mixed ways. Why not? Here we go. First up. The disclaimer again. Now, as I said, as I'm giving stocks and everything, I will do the disclaimer again. This is general advice and th- my theories. Don't make an investment decision based on just what I say in this podcast. Do more research because investing has risks. See a registered financial advisor. That is always the safe bet. Now, with that out of the road, first thing I will say, first topic for this podcast: Beware of. The bubble, there's heaps of stock market bubbles. They've they've come, they've been, they've gone, there's more coming. Now for a, bu- a bubble for people that don't know is what you'd call investing FOMO, fear of missing out. It's everyone buying something cause it's going up which puts more demand on that stock or that thematic. It keeps going up but the eventual value of that stock or thematic is realized and the bubble just pops and people lose shitloads of money. Here's examples of some of the bubbles we've seen in our lo- lifetime. Uh, the tech bubble, in late 1990s. This popped in 2000, so rise of the internet. Companies realised that if they just put .com on the end of their company name in America, their share price would go up because everyone was investing in tech companies. Most of these tech, money- tech companies just went into administration, went to nothing. Hence, the bubble popped and people lost shitloads of money. More recently, you had the Bitcoin bubble. Uh, Didn't that one bloody go off? 2017, then crashed in 2018. People were mortgaging their houses to buy Bitcoin. Some people made shitloads of money because they sold at the right time. But some people bought it at the highs of Aussie $25,000 in 2017. Then it all just went to shit because people pretty much didn't have the ability to sell it. But once uh, the shorting came in overseas, it, it halved, then it quartered, then it was down 80%. Did bugger all for for a few years. So that 25000 went down to 5000 People lost bloody everything. Then it went back to over $70,000 Australian dollars. Dove back down to $40,000. Then it went back up to $80,000 in 2021. And now it's back down to about twenty dollars or 30000 So people in this whole mania, uh, some people made a lot of money. Some people majority of people I will guarantee. majority of people have lost a shitload of money and not even close to breaking either lost it all so there then you had the god you had the thc bubble everyone was buying the weed stocks Well, that was a few years ago i think probably four years ago uh you've had the lithium bubble a lot of companies just saying they had pegmatites on their mining lease that gave a temporary lift in their share price uh you've had the rare earths but rare earths thematic there might be a copper one coming in the coming years based on the anticipated supply shortage, who knows? But there's been bubbles, there's gonna be more. You've gotta be aware of when you're investing in a bubble and if there's a fear of missing out on the whole market. Now, long and the short, there are a lot of expiration companies in mining, the small caps, when I say small caps, that means their, their company value could be between say 10 and 80 million, that's a small cap. A lot of them might just, they might just keep doing capital raises, keep raising money off shareholders and institutional people just to keep drilling, hoping they will find something. And even if they've found something marginal, they'll never get it into production and actually generate cash. So there's, look, give you a bit of context. There's 2,325 companies listed on the ASX. This was off the net, so I assume this is correct. Of that number, There are 650 companies in the mining and metal space, so 650. Now only a very small percentage of that 650 are mining companies that actually make money or that actually have a project under construction. The rest of them are your small caps that are exploring, trying to find something, hoping they're going to get a hit. So the big 10 baggers and everything are a very small percentage of all the companies that are out there. So, how do you invest in mining? Well, there's a couple of strategies to employ. Both have their ups and downs and differing risk profiles. I'll go through and then, and some of them might be more exciting, but you end up worse off than going the boring way. And I'll go into that. Now, full disclosure of how I am invested. I haven't really followed these rules. I've essentially put all my eggs in one basket. I have 90% of my money in one stock that has a small market cap. Some people knew this already. I've mentioned the stock before, but I have to disclose my situation. So to give what I'm about to say some credibility, because if I go through all this and they'll be like, well, he's invested like that. So why listen to him? But this is, I've made a choice to put, my money on the line and potentially set me up for the foreseeable future because I've invested in a management team that I believe is not going to just spin a drill bit. Their aims are to get mines into production because they've got a skill set of underground mining. It's all disclosed in their reports that that this is their intention. But as I said, this 90% holding for my portfolio has the possibility to go to bugger all. It's one stock unforeseeable things out of management's control can happen and that's the risk you take when you do something like this. So, I'll either be sitting great if it goes up to a 200 mil market cap and they, after they they might acquire producing mines or get their current leases into production, the missus can go buy a Range Rover, I'll buy a Tesla or they'll do nothing, they'll go into administration and the wife will probably stab me in my sleep. So. That's the risk you take when investing on a theory. So that's my situation. I've made a choice. That's the risk I'm prepared to take. Now that's out of the road. Let's go over a few different ways to invest in mining and the different places you might end up. Now there's the blue chip method. When they refer to blue chip, that is your premium stocks, your your blue ribbon ice cream, not your Macca's soft serve. Now blue chips you can buy... BHP, Rio, IGO, Mineral Resources, Northern Star, uh, look, companies that have got a lot of operations, like your BHP and Rio, IGO, they're across a lot of different commodities, they're pretty sure, guaranteed, they're going to be around in 10 years' time. BHP and Rio are paying decent dividends. You can reinvest those dividends and uh, have that holding the dividends compound over time. There's That's your surefire, boring way to make, let's say, 10% a year on average. Could be 7% a year, but that compounds every year. Hypothetically, if you make an average return of 10% a year every year on average, you'll double your money in seven years. It's, it's the safer way. It's not as exciting on the day-to-day trading, but if you invest, say you've sold your house, you've got a hundred grand profit, you want to put that into the stock market, that hundred grand in seven years might be worth 200,000, possibly. Could be more, could be less. You buy it, you don't touch it. Then another, the other method, a bit of a hybrid method, you can, the blue chip with some mid cap elements. So you can have a mix of the blue chips above, then you can head down to your mid caps like your your Capricorn Metals, your West African Resources, Develop, Centaurus, Town, Red Dirt, they're just examples. They're, that covers the, your gold, your copper, your nickel, your lithium, they're all either generating cash or about to head into production in the near future to start generating c- cash. So you look at Precision Funds Management, the lads I speak to on Channel Mind News, their website shows their top positions Uh, It's a lot of the mid-cap companies that I've just previously mentioned. You do start introducing a bit more volatility in your portfolio with this method as those companies might only have one or two assets. So look, a coup in Burkina Fasco will be a risk to West African resources, Uh, a poor mineral resource estimate, or not poor, but one below expectations. Will be a negative for say Red Dirt, which is what happened to them. Their maiden lithium resource was a bit lower in grade, so that saw them go down a bit. Whereas a slightly lower mineral resource estimate for one of IGO's mines won't have that much of a material effect on them because they've got shitloads of mines and operations and lithium plants and everything. So, look, that's that method. Now, there's the specy method, the speculative method. You can buy a heap of exploration companies in whatever the hot thematic is. You can get into the lithium at the moment, the rare earths—they're all running hot. Oh, look, cobalt, potentially the copper in the coming years, hydrogen investment—all those speculative. But here comes the risk: they—they they might go up fivefold. You hold the stock, then the story isn't as good as investors first thought, and then they retrace to what you bought them for. It's a—it's an emotional roller coaster. Because you only make money on when you sell it. So, look, here's an example of a, a speculative stock that went up and went down. So, Tempest Minerals, T-E-M. They hit some copper near Golden Grove. Everyone thought, oh, this could be the the new big copper deposit in Australia. Uh, so, it shot up from $0.02 up to $0.18, a nine-bagger. Then the assays come back and the copper percentages were... Very low, now they're sitting back at 2.7 cents. So whether they go up shitloads loads or not, you only make money when you sell them. Something to consider. So as I said, if you, let's put side by side, the blue chip method uh, or the blue chip mixed method versus the speculative method. Let's put side by side. Two people that have sold their houses, they've both ended up with a 100,000 bucks over and they're like, right. I'm going to invest this in the mining industry. Person number one, they go the blue chip mix method. That's a let's hypothetically, they pick ten stocks: BHP, Rio, IGO, Minres, Northern Star, West African Resources, Capricorn Metals, Liontown, and Develop. Hypothetically, now over let's say a five year period, the other person puts their hundred grand into ten speculative exploration stocks across lithium, rare earths, copper, and nickel. There you go. Now this speculative portfolio, one of the stocks is a 10 bagger. absolutely shoots the lights out. They put 10 grand in each, 10 grand in all 10. One's a 10 bagger. absolutely. It's a absolute belter of a stock and they sell it after the five years. One of them doubled, uh, doubled. That's a great result. Another one stayed the same. Then one of them, was- went down 20%, a couple of them went down 70%, a few of them went down 80%, went to nothing. So look, they had the 10 bagger, they had the double, one stayed the same, and that was the spread. That 100000 is worth now 154000 So even after that 10 bagger, because remember 10 times ten thousands, there's your 100000 there's your money back. The one doubled and the other ones all went to bugger all. So they've made 54% on their money, even after that 10 bagger, because you can't pick, usually you can't pick multiple 10 baggers. Let's go to the blue chip mixed bag method. A lot more boring. So look, a couple of them doubled. One of them went up 90%, a couple went up 80%, couple went up 70%, one went up 50%, couple went down 20%. That's over a five-year period. They were long-term stocks, nothing shot the lights out. A couple doubled, that's pretty good. A couple went down, was still down by the end. But even after that boring little method, that person's made 60% on their money. So these are purely hypothetical, but it just shows even if you get a 10 bagger, but you lose all the heap of equivalent amounts of money in stocks that actually go pretty close to nothing, the boring method, even though you're not shooting the lights out with 10 baggers, will possibly and most likely make you more money than the more exciting method. So it's something, something to consider, something to consider of how you how you approach this. Now, a tip, couple of tips, couple of tips, whether you take them on board or not. If something goes up 10 times, consider taking your money. Plenty, plenty go up massive on FOMO investment FOMO discussed before and then they retrace when the news isn't as good. If the profit is there to take, consider taking it. As I said, the Tempest Minerals example before. They went up nine bag and then they went straight back down. So whether it went up or not and if you didn't sell it, you never you never made money. It could have just it's it pretty much could have just stayed flat and you've ended up in the same position. But it can go the other way as well. You only lose money when you sell something so let's say a stock is down 50% from when you bought it nothing in the invest original investment thesis has really changed there's like there's still potential that it could go up from when you first investment vested in it don't don't just sell it because you're worried that it's down 50% because then you're out of the game if nothing's changed if it's all just macro things or whatever as soon as you sell it You're gone. You've lost the potential to actually make more. Hold it for as long as you can, while the investment case is still the same as when you first invested. I've seen plenty of people buy something, including myself, plenty of people buy something because someone told them to do it. It goes down. Then they sell it because it's gone down. They think the stock is shit. And then in four years time, it goes all the way back up. If they just held it for the four years, they would have realized the profit eventually you eventually make money if you hold on to it. Sometimes it might not go up, but as soon as you sell it, you're out of the game. So hopefully that's a couple of things to consider, a couple of things to help you in investing in mining in 2023. It comes with its risks. It does come with its rewards if the uh, needle is in your favor. Happy investing, everyone. Uh Hooroo.